Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, welcome back. Uh, it's the Wild Take podcast. It's Ed and Anya. Yay! And uh, uh, we're here to give you a quick update on the way things stand because we're very close to making the ascent of the tree and we don't have time to edit together a full episode so we just thought we'd give you a quick update on what's been happening over the past week or 10 days yes it's it's uh, it's super scary and very exciting um a lot has happened uh one major thing has happened is that we definitely know that the chicks have hatched in the nest yeah. um in the sorrel woods and that's really really exciting i mean there are we want to talk about a few things actually in relation to that um and the way we know about this is because ed found um a really really great spot from where we could see the nest um mm. it's not too close to the nest so it leaves the female relaxed she can uh she can go about doing her thing feeding the young but it's it's but it's close enough so we can actually see uh into the nest a little bit and we can observe her really well and um maybe you can talk about sort of what happened and and what we've seen well so the first time i found this spot so we'd been viewing her from the path and and it was out in the open and it was quite close and what we'd seen her doing is just sitting and occasionally shifting position and then i went back by myself um one evening and i decided that i was going to find a position and hide and watch the nest until i couldn't stand to watch it anymore and I went to the back, like up the hill inside the woods and got a vantage point. And I was sort of half hidden behind a tree. And I got into a position where I could rest the binoculars on a branch, which meant that I didn't have to hold the binoculars up. So I was really comfortable. I was just basically leaning against a tree, looking through my binoculars. And I stood there for an hour and a half, two hours. And it was, hours. it was really, really comfortable. And I could watch everything. And I saw her doing all sorts of cool stuff. I got an amazing view of not just her, but the musket as well. I saw her getting up. I saw her stretching, standing outside the nest. She's up, up. She's up in the nest. She's got her wings open. She's actually standing for the first time. Huh? She's stretching. I saw her stretch her wings. She's stretching her tail. She's stretching her wings. Does this mean she's going to take off? Huh? She's standing on the edge of the nest. I can see the whole entire sparrow walk. I can see her whole body. She's shaking. Ooh, she's... She she made a misstep when she toppled and propped herself back up with her left wing. She's standing on the right hand edge of the nest. What is she gonna do? What is she gonna do? Um at this point I didn't see any chicks, but what I did see is the amazing view of the female. She's picking up something and moving it. The beak and dropping it. She's on the wing, she's flying from the nest almost straight towards me and then zipping through the trees and up into a high perch in the tree right next to me I could just see her tail wagging but looking out of the woods on a branch that was exterior on the exterior of the woods she's sitting out in the sunshine and the wind is is ruffling her her um, her breast feathers I can't see her whole body. I just see her, the middle of her, through cabins and branches. She's up quite high, about as high as the nest is, but but she's very, very close to me. And then uh, a few minutes later, flying back, and what I worked out from that was, or I thought from that, is that she had noticed me, 
but she was just sort of flying to sort of take a closer look before going back to the nest. And then she went back to the nest and she sort of settled down. And then... I can hear the musket. She heard him too. I heard the male calling in the distance. The female suddenly got really alert. And then she f- left, got up from the nest. Can you hear it? She's getting up, she's getting up. She's on the wing, she's flying. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then suddenly the male was calling in the treetop. She's calling him. Right above me. Mm. He's in the tree above me. Where the, where the hell is he? And I couldn't quite work out what was going on. And then I was trying to locate him in the treetops. And when I looked back to the nest... She's back on the nest. The female had gone back. And she was picking at something in her feet, standing on the edge of the nest. And at that point, I couldn't tell what she was doing. Whether she was eating it herself or whether she was feeding something. Was that a food pass? Did I miss it? But in hindsight, she was certainly feeding the chicks. Mm. Um... She was, she, was not, she was not feeding herself, you know. There's no reason why they would take, she would take food. I don't know. Maybe there is. That she would take food back to the nest. There's lots yeah. and lots of questions. This is one of the things we were talking about uh, recently because they're, they're not mechanical beings, you know. There's yeah. so many factors going yeah, on. Yeah, there's just and, so and, much and, and they're all individuals and they live their lives differently. Yeah. And, and some people might say, oh, yes, so the, the male brings food for the female. The female leaves the nest, collects it from, the, from a plucking post, mm. uh, takes it back to the chicks and you're blah, blah, blah. But there's all these other things going on that might yeah. mess with that and, and, and mean that they do things in a very interesting, mm. very different way. So they've been, we've been, and, and, and from that new vantage point, we've basically been going every single day yeah. to watch the nest from this mm. viewpoint um, so that we can see the behaviour and try and work out what age the chicks are. Because it's, yeah, it's, this is really, really yeah. tough and, yeah. and it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a very it's a sort of anxiety-inducing question because we don't want to take them too early, take it too early, and we don't want to take it too late. Um, and we don't know how old they are. Uh, that's the problem. A couple of days after that trip, we went back to or that visit. We were, or the next day, I went back with you. Or a day or two later, we we actually saw the heads of chicks receiving food. We saw two two little chick heads, and I guessed from that that they were no more than a few days old, couple of days old, just the size that I'd seen them. And uh, well, I mean, maybe you want to talk about. Um, well, how I, we've been of, trying to I kind of wanted age. to go back to like interesting behavior actually, because okay, I feel like I feel like I I I never really sort of realized how um, wh- how it all happens, you know, how the male feeds the the female and how the female brings food back to the nest and but all of those things like since we've been going back every single day. So you you've actually been you've you found this hiding spot on Thursday. So that was what four days ago. Okay, Thursday's so, the. No, it wasn't just that. Only four days ago. Yeah. Really? Well, yes, I it, it must was. Have been more than that. No, it was Thursday. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Or maybe Wednesday. Wednesday it was Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. It was Wednesday. So, and we've been and going back to this to the spot every single night after work and spending hours in the spot just just watching the nest, and I really and in the morning as well and in the morning as well and it just it was incredible to see how much fuss there is over this kind of the feeding. And the interactions between the male and the female, and there's so much screaming and flying around, and you sometimes have no idea what's going on and who is feeding whom and where is the musket and where is the female, and they're all flying around all over the woods. And obviously, because we're there, they're aware of us and they're sneaking up. Um, so they're trying to do really interesting flight paths, uh, pass paths away from from us and uh, into the depths. Like recently, like yesterday, when we observed the nest. After she's finished feeding the chicks, she carried a large carcass away from the nest somewhere else, screaming her head off. 
And we were just mm. completely left completely puzzled. What was she doing? Why did she not? She was maybe cashing it. We, yeah, we, there's so many, so many things like she could or be cashing it. taking it off to eat it herself. Maybe she's taking it to the musket. Yeah. Like a little leftover meal. Yeah. Maybe she's secretly feeding him. Who knows? Did she catch it? Was it the musket who caught it? We just don't know. There's so many questions. So it's just like really fascinating to watch them do that. And it makes, and it, you know, it makes, it makes, um, it makes this process of taking a wild chick really kind of complex actually as well, because you're watching this like really interesting interactions with, you know, between family interactions and I don't know. But, but, but yeah, the question of how old the chicks are, we don't really know. Um, how are we going to know yeah. when there's so many different factors it. so there's there's things like looking there's also we've been looking for we've been t- taking advice from people who who've done this before uh, who have experience of uh, wild takes experience with sparrowhawks um and there's all sorts of advice that people give you oh you look out for the the mutes the droppings below the nest that's mm. unmistakable um but actually they get washed away very quickly in rain, the place where, yeah. where our nest is very mm-hmm. quickly by by rain and um, also the fact is that all sparrowhawks hatch at different times yeah, all around the, all around the world like for example like one one way to know is that they they actually time uh, the the birth of the chicks the hatching of the chicks with availability of fledglings such as you know blue tits or uh, tree creepers or whatever so in because of different habitats they hatch at different times so our sparrowhawks here we we imagine that maybe they are slightly older than the ones for example in the spring watch oh yeah because the spring <laughs> you know so the spring like spring watch uh this year i think like we haven't actually been watching spring watch but um but we've 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 seen some things online and and i know that their sparrowhawks actually only just hatched in the last couple of days and they're down in norfolk i think mm. so you know we're further north mm. than that um, and they're later than us, and mm. I would expect anything to be the other way around. And then there's these other ones. Uh, whereabouts is the Sparrowhawk well, Island? That's um, Kent or Surrey or somewhere, is it? It's no, no. Yeah. It's further north than that because it's you said the it's same on the same latitude, latitude as, as us. us. So it's a bit further north. And and they and they are a few about a week. Well, we don't know, but we think. I mean, they hatched on the. Let's see. Would it be the twelfth? No, the eleventh or twelfth? I think. Mm. Um, they hatched, so they would already be you know a week old now. Mm. No, they're not. They're ten they're days old. They're like over ten days. No, they're 12. over. T- they're, li- they're like eleven days old now. 11, they're eleven days old now. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so, so there's a, a lot of variation basically, and it's very hard for us to know if we were to climb the tree tomorrow, would we be faced with chicks that were just five days old, mm. or six days old, or could they be a twelve or thirteen days old? I'm pretty sure they're not twelve or thirteen days old. They're not. The where we see them from the nest, from this place where we view them, we all we see is is heads reaching up, mm. and occasionally a little wing. As one of them yeah. clambers around, yeah, and and I think that if they're a bit older, you'd see they'd be a little bit larger. Mm. You'd see a bit more of them, and they'd be a little bit more mobile in the nest. Yeah, we we we. I guess the the, the worries that if they're too young, uh, if they're too young, then then it will be a bit scary to take a very very small bird from a nest, and and try and bring it up. And it, but they're also the worry if you would take it too late, then they will have fear response and then we wouldn't be able to imprint it properly. And obviously it will make everything, training and hunting, much more difficult. So we have to take it just at the right time. And we kind of feel like maybe the next few days, like tomorrow might be the time to do it. Uh, Another thing is the urgency is there because we don't actually know how many chicks are in the nest right now. And we're only allowed to take a chick if there are more than three, well, three or more birds in the nest. 
And we've, so far, we've only seen two heads. So two heads sticking out. <laughs> and it could be to the angle that we're viewing it, it from. It could be the angle. It could be the females because they're larger than males. It could be the older chicks. They could be still, you know, three or four just sitting down quite low. But so there's this urgency because because actually we don't really have a plan B at the moment. <laughs> we yeah. don't have a nest B. Yeah. Uh, and even if we do, how do we know that the chicks in that nest are not too old to be taken? Because we haven't been checking on them. I mean, yeah. the, we, there are other nest sites that we could have we could have kept returning to. But once we'd found this one, that mm. took all of our attention. There is the one in the garden. And we've been back a couple of times to check on the one in the garden. This is the one... Um, uh, if you guys remember a couple of episodes ago uh, that Anya found, the first actual active nest that we found um, when she was by herself. And um, and we haven't been able to get another look at it because we've gone back to this garden and the the, the lady who owns the house has never been home. Mm. But who's been home? The guard dogs. And we just we just don't know what to do because like, there's no neighbours around. We don't want to invade this person's garden. We're nervous of their dogs. And so we literally can't go and visit the nest. And actually, that mm. nest could be much more advanced than this one. Yeah. And if and if this one is not doesn't work, and then we say okay, we have to go to the the, the garden nest. We could get there, and they're already two yep. weeks old. You know? So it all might go pear shape, really. I mean, it can, it potentially can. We we still don't know this. It's all these things are based on so many uncertainties, and you know, yeah, we just don't know. Uh, we just have to climb. I feel like I just have to go and climb the nest tomorrow night and see what happens. Because the longer we leave it, the more anxious I become. I've, I've been having dreams of, you know, taking two chicks, of taking a chick that is already fledged. <laughs> There's just been so many anxiety dreams recently. and But I have been practicing climbing the nest, and that is sort of a little bit off the list of worries for me now. I've been, I've been practicing climbing trees, and not only to get comfortable with heights, uh, because, you know, it's a tall Sitka spruce, uh, it moves in the wind, <laughs> which is quite scary. <laughs> and I have to sew branches off, uh, which takes a lot of time and effort. Uh, you know, I'm vulnerable up there in the tree by myself. And I'm getting used to it. And also that I have to time myself to make sure that I'm not taking too long. For example, Dennis said it was going to take me like 40 minutes to climb the tree or less. Half an hour, Half minutes. an hour. Actually, when I did a practice climb the other day, it took me over two hours. It did take about two hours. It took, it took an hour and a half. Okay, an hour and a half. To get up, up. To get up and not even to the height of the nest. But I did practice sort of putting imaginary chick in the ba- in the in the in the bag and then lowering down to Ed and then coming down. Um it's it's really fun. I really enjoy it, but you know, it's, it's kind of scary really still. Like today we went to the actual nest site and I t- took some branches off like sort of halfway up the tree so it's easier for me to do it tomorrow or whenever after tomorrow um yeah so it's uh there's a lot of anxiety and and i don't know like are you having second thoughts about it <laughs> about wild take i'm having second thoughts i'm not really i wouldn't say i'm having second thoughts but it has struck me recently i mean we've been very busy at work and um it's, it work's been very tiring, and I, and and I think we're both looking forward to time off mm. um, in the winter. Mm. Um, and it has struck me a couple of times that time off's not going to be an issue, but we're not going to be able to just kind of 
go away mm. somewhere, you know. Um, it's a massive commitment. You know, and I think, I think, yeah. I think I haven't really thought about it in a long time. I've sort of just been like getting on with it. Mm. Um, we are like standing at the very kind of doorstep of taking this chick now. And it's, it's really, um, in a way we've, you know, in a way there's like no way back, but also I am kind of thinking sometimes like, oh, really, what were we doing? Not just from the point of view of commitment, but just feeling like we're going to have a big impact on this particular family. Not like, I don't know, it's a really weird thing because it's not, it's all emotional. You know, obviously rationally understand that like it's not going to affect the survival rate. In fact, like this chick is probably going to be the only one who makes it through the winter. You know, essentially, but it's still like the because we got so attached to this nest and we've been looking at the female and the male and the way they interact with each other. And, you know, we've seen the chicks and we have been looking at the live camera from the Sparrowhawk Island and they're just so beautiful and they're so comfortable uh, together. And just to and they're be, co- absolutely complete. Yeah, and complete and it, at home as well in the woods. You know, we, we're complete intruders. Every time we go there, I feel like. We have to hide and pretend that we're not there, camouflage and wear hats and gloves so they can't see us. They're completely at home there. And yeah, this is their life and their death in a way. But I don't know, just kind of feeling like kind of a little bit <laughs> sort of stepping back and thinking about it. I'm sure that I will overcome these feelings once I'm actually up the tree and looking at the nest. But yeah, I do have those kind of thoughts in my head and... Yeah, I guess you can't really take it lightly somehow. You have to you have to think about this stuff. Um Yeah. But then but the attraction is still there, you know. I'm still so attracted to the idea of of connecting with this bird, you know, with this animal that we've been following for so long, since February, January actually. You know, we've been thinking and planning and looking and watching and searching and watching them finally finding a nest and seeing the chick inside. You know, that's just really amazing. And this whole journey has been such an adventure and I don't want it to end now. You know, I want it to continue and I want to have yeah, I want to see the I want to see the sort of how it progresses further, you know. We were also getting, I mean, in terms of like equipment, we've been spending a lot of money on different things as well. (laughs) So yeah, we, we did. got like a we perch. Bought, we got and a perch and a bath and a box and some mm. bells. And yeah. we got a, a nest. Well, we, sort of we borrowed a little dish, which was going dish. to be a, a nest for the sparrowhawk. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, yeah, so this is kind of an update on where we stand just before we, you know, do the, the big major thing. I actually feel like it's like almost like having a child. That's what it feels like. It's like all this month has been like my pregnancy or something or your pregnancy. <laughs> And now we're just about to, like, this anxiety is really, like, the life is never going to be the same. It's going to change forever, you know? Whatever happens to this chick, whether we succeed or not, whatever success is, but, you know, whatever, like, happens, our lives are never going to be the same. And it's really worrying, you know? But also kind of really, exciting! It's exciting. We've We've been getting so much support from 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 uh, people around us as well and this you know it's, like it's, the Irish guys in the Irish Hawking Club yeah. are so helpful and not just them you know people we work with as well it's just been yeah. it's just been really fantastic and their input is like so important um, having more than two heads thinking about it is always a good thing uh, we've actually been coming up with names as well yeah so what is it so we've had we had gravy because it's close to a graveyard sumo 
no reason, just because it's a cool name. Because we thought the mother was really massive. Yeah, well, so we thought she was, she was saying she would look like a sumo. The chicks will look, yeah. Like so we thought we called the kid sumo. Uh, Bubbles, you had? Bubbles, yeah, because we were listening to that track by Biffy Clyro called Bubbles. Uh, Sitka. Because it's in a Sitka yeah. spruce. Uh, Sorrel, obviously. And today, what did I say today? It was uh, Whiskey. Whiskey. I think it's a good name. I think it's a nice name. I think sumo and whiskey. <laughs> I don't know. Whiskey's like a pretty classic name for Scottish people to call their dogs. Yeah? Yeah. There's loads of dogs called whiskey in Scotland. Yeah, maybe we should think carefully again. I don't know. I feel oh, like... it's not a bad name, but... We might just uh, come up with a name on the... It just uh, something will come come up, you know, about this bird. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll fall off a tree. <laughs> and as a fall, something will come to my head. Have we got anything else we want to talk about? I think we've run out of things to say. So, um... I hope you're enjoying this and do get in touch with us if you, you know, have any thoughts or you've seen Sparrowhawks on whether, you know, I don't know if you want to say anything to us or have any questions. We, we'd be so happy to, um, you know, to, 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 to hear from you all. And, and, and do, you know, come up with names as well. We still have this competition about, you know, if you get, if you, if you come up with a really nice name, we'll send you some feathers yeah. <laughs> um, maybe something else even I don't know we'll see right let's go to the pub for dinner okay bye bye guys bye bye